0: Uh do you know the name of the cantina in Mos Eisley? No. I thought it was just the Mos Eisley Cantina. I never thought yeah. that there was a name, but in looking at chapter 5 I realized that uh this uh, Chollum's it's Chollum's if I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh Spaceport Cantina. Who's so, Chollum's
1: I have no idea. Um I think he's I the... imagine he's just Keith from East Coast, just happens yeah. to be on another place. <laughs> I think he, I just am
0: imagining he's the guy who's like, your joints aren't welcome here. Uh, but yeah, exactly. You know, Sorry,
1: Sholum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's but exactly I... who like looks like it would be.
0: Yeah, I legit did not know that there was a name for it. And then that, mm-hmm. that was like, and then of course it's kind of like, you know, it's the Star Wars universe, how sheepish, how sheepish I am, you know. There's a dude, there's a name for the dude who is chasing Mando at the beginning of chapter five. Oh, of course there is. Of course there is, right? If yeah. you're not so what what we have learned is what we've learned in season one and two is if you're not an amphibian you probably have a name
1: (laughs) but if you're a frog lady
0: if you're a frog lady you're just frog lady
1: (laughs) let me ask you this andy if frog lady stormed the Capitol and put her pictures on twitter and they went viral she'd still be walking around
0: she would like we don't have
1: any information about frog lady (laughs) we
0: can't we can't find her and arrest her because we don't know her name She's smiling
1: just with a podium of eggs.
0: Yep. And that's how she wins.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good for frog lady. All right. Well, okay. That's, uh um,
0: She's clearly an illegal alien, though, but not to be too political. Um, but that's a that's a too much. That's too much for right now, because uh, that's a, it's all sorts of
1: spoilers. But um, I know what's crazy is by the time we release this, like in three or four weeks, the whole world could change.
0: It, it could, it could. So that's not a good bumper at all.
1: Yeah. So for those listening, uh, this was filmed <laughs> before the inauguration by a lot.
0: Yes, before a live studio audience.
1: Oh, also, uh, if The Simpsons <laughs> is listening, this was filmed before January 6th, so I just did The Future. Oh. Um, so if you want to get me as a writer, right here. Boom. Um, but boom, I am supposed to apologize to you for this episode.
0: You are. Uh, that's what I heard from the future. <laughs> I heard. Or from the past. I'm sorry. I heard that you were going to yeah, apologize. Yeah,
1: well, because we were s- splitting the episodes, and I just saw that this one was shorter in length then episode four that i we just recorded and i was like yeah andy can have the shorter one and then like i watched it and i was like there's way more to talk about in this one this is like yeah this is reference heavy because yes, we are finally going back to nebraska
0: yes we are and to to be fair uh uh you did ask me which one i wanted mm-hmm. and and i was like well I want the Nebraska episode, um, which is kind of mean, given that you're a Nebraska fan. I probably should have let you have mm-hmm. the Nebraska episode. And um, from the desert. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, and and I realized as I took notes for this, I kept I kept my notes to to just my one two page spread. Um, Oh, Good for you. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to I'm going to try to show some restraint and maybe Aaron will be just a slight tidbit proud of me. Uh, And so I thought, you know, I'll I'll go ahead and do that. But
1: there we go. I have a in my head. I'm like, so what? If this is the one that reaches an hour long, it's fine. We're covering a lot of good (laughs) ground.
0: We are covering a lot of good ground here. So.
1: Yeah. So, Andy, is this the way? we are doing hope chapter so. five of the mandalorian uh i've already forgotten the name of this one because i don't have my notes in front of me what's this one called
0: this one's called the
1: gunslinger the gunslinger um, of course yeah great name before yes. we let you go too far yes uh, please rate review and subscribe to this podcast and uh keep doing it if you've already done it once start a whole new identity and do it again why not yes it sounds fun
0: we rate I'm really with highly Eddie with john Mm-hmm. And
1: I am Aaron Michael Marsh, and we are here. This is your listening guide for *A Mandalorian. We didn't cover this at all last episode, but I figure if you're this far in, you probably already know. We've already watched season two. That's how far we are into the future of this. But we are logging in every episode. So we're, we're in the past going through it. But if you are new to the show, we are not going to spoil it for you. We no. are here to be a listening companion for those who are now watching The Mandalorian and are currently on chapter five. We will talk yes. about anything previous to that. So if you haven't watched any, and you decide you want to just randomly jump in. You are heading to Spoiler City, my friend, and Spoiler yes. City takes place on Tatooine <laughs> this episode. It Andy, does. Take it away.
0: All right. So Chapter Five, uh, the Gunslinger. We start out in space uh, as uh, we left Chapter Four. Um, Mando was on the run. He tried to be. Uh, he tried to be on the down low, and that didn't work out so well. And we Very start Chapter gun. Five. Yeah, we start chapter five right away with someone uh, chasing him down. Um, There's a, it's another bounty hunter. Uh, he has the indecency to use Mando's line that we heard in chapter one, uh, and we see again sort of the the quirks of the of uh, the Razor Crest um, in the well uh, skilled hands of the Mandalorian can be used to his advantage. He takes them out, but in that dogfight he does sustain some damage, and he finds out I got to stop somewhere. And where does he go? Well, he's shipwrecked in the Nebraska. Of the Star Wars universe, Tatooine calls into yeah. He calls into the most obviously spaceport. He gets assigned to Bay a Thirty Five. Uh, the voice actor that is doing the comms for uh, the spaceport is uh, the same voice actor who voiced Zeb in the um, in the Rebels series. So a little nice. Easter egg for you there. He lands, and as he lands, he see uh, in essence sees three dumb droids. Or these are uh, utility maintenance droids that we have seen. yeah from Phantom in...
1: Menace. Boo.
0: Yeah, and we, yeah, we've seen in Phantom Menace. They've appeared, and they pop up, and Mando in essence uh, fires a warning shot and. And declares no droids uh so that's
1: how i just respond to phantom menace references when they showed up i was like please no
0: <laughs> no droids keep them away from my Mandalorian. <laughs> so we get uh we get um peli mata who comes out uh to greet uh the mandala uh the mandalorian uh, played by amy sedaris so if you catch us calling this individual amy sedaris uh it- it's- i'm sorry <laughs> it's belly peli- it's belly but uh um and you know, in, in essence, we will kind of go back and forth uh, between that. Um, her appearance is, is in essence, a sort of casting overtone that we're seeing a lot of comedians that are coming in and playing characters as uh, as a sort of the bit characters that need a sort of richness mm-hmm. and layered are provided by a lot of comedic actors. So we saw Horatio Sands in chapter one. We've seen a few others kind of mixed in. And so now we have Amy Sedaris, very well established uh, comedic actress. So. We we get a little bit of a banter around the fact that Mando does not want any droids working on the ship. The ship, in fact, has a fuel leak. Nice reference to mm-hmm. um, the richness now of the of the universe. And uh,
1: the carbon scoring. And
0: then, yes, the carbon scoring. Very. Thank you for reminding me. So we get another carbon scoring reference. Um, so Luke, of course, notices this in three PO in A New Hope. Uh, so he notices it didn-
1: on her- Razor Crest. I just want to say yep. the hangar bay looks identical to the one that the millennium falcon is on in a new hope but a different number it is noted that it is not the same hangar bay but it is probably the same building it's you know it's got to be like the same so essentially they went to the same carport but it's not the same car spot
0: yeah, and Favreau, and you know, this is something that comes up in the behind-the-scenes um, information for the Mandalorian in, in the future. But he does acknowledge, kind of, this is this is not the same bay, but it's a few bays down. Yeah. Uh, so, but in essence, we're we're getting this notion of of you know, in essence, the peril that he was in and that the ship is going to need a little bit of time uh, to be able to to be repaired, especially since he doesn't want any droids to be used. And, uh, and he finds out, you know, now that he's not taking on bounties, uh, that he's you know, beginning to be a little strapped for cash. So he offers up the credits that he does have available to him and then realizes that he needs to sort of set out on the town uh, to see what a hunter like him might be able to come up with. And we're presented with Mos Eisley in a decidedly low uh, populace Mos Eisley. The the streets Mm. are uh, very empty
1: they walk past all those helmets yes which was the opening shot of the trailer yes. for mandalorian that initially got me so excited
0: and that that to me is still you know imprinted in my mind as being sort of the most iconic spot so we have this idea that post-imperial um uh, sort of occupation uh, it's not the sort of of busy hub that it was in the days um you know basically 9 years ago cuz we're in uh we're 9 yeah. years after the
1: battle of the Avon. Yeah, and the movies we know the best.
0: Yeah. Um and so uh so the you know in essence this is one of these situations where we have uh the the ongoing the ongoing escapades of of mando the the uncle buck of the star wars universe. He probably should not be trusted with small children. He leaves baby oh. uh baby Yoda, the child uh in the ship. And uh, while he goes out to try to find um, to find some work, he's back in the cantina. The cantina is notably different. There is no longer a droid detector at the door. And in fact, droids are droid running working? the show. <laughs> so uh, droids are behind. Uh, there's an EV uh, series droid that's um, that's working behind the bar. Uh, we I see... know best
1: is the one from uh, is it Empire where he charged the bottom of the gonk droid's feet?
0: uh no no he's he's jedi. he's in jedi he's he's um he's basically the like an uh, essence um he's like a an infrastructure or operations officer for Jabba's palace mm, that's it. um and yeah and so and that droid was like is like ev 99 or something like that mm. the voice of uh the voice of this droid is an uncredited appearance by mark hamill um what Yes, Mark Hamill. It did come out that Mark Hamill did uh, did the voice for this, and so the the um, exchange between man the man uh, the Mandalorian and this EV droid. He's trying to figure out, you know, hey, I'm looking for work. I'm a hunter, uh, and he's informed oh. that the Mandalorian to, or the um sorry. He informs them that the bounty hunter guild is no longer operating on. Tatooine so we get a little Mm. bit of an idea of like oh maybe that's why there's not a lot of people around or Mm. uh, not as much is going on uh, on Tatooine but a curious individual uh sitting in the booth that uh the McClunky booth uh (laughs) that's a
1: good good title (laughs) for it where Han Solo and Greedo had their famous conversation in the first movie
0: yes feet Uh, up and everything feet up and everything. Uh, It's, it's, uh, it's a very interesting little pose that he has there. Um, And so we, we meet uh, in essence uh, someone who we don't know a lot about, but we'll get to know more about Um, his name is Toru Kalikan, And he, in essence says, Hey, even though if you're looking for work, I picked up this bounty puck uh, and he displays that for, uh, for our Mm. intrepid Mandalorian. And in essence, we find out that he's after uh, he has been charged with or he has a bounty for Fennec Shand. Uh, Fennec Shand is a notable mercenary, an elite mercenary, um, a sniper and someone that Mando knows. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, he's like, yeah, good luck with that. Uh, Mando probably watches
1: Age in the Shield. So he recognizes the actress.
0: Totally, totally. And it's played by by uh, Ming-Na Wen,
1: I believe. I'm going to say yes, just because I didn't write down notes for this.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm right. I'm like 90, 90%, but the the general um, the general idea here with um, this bounty is Mando saying like, hey, you probably shouldn't mess uh, with her. And we get a little bit of tells from um, from Toro that he's really in this sort of fake it till you make it. Uh, mindset he's uh he's got this ambition to get into the bounty hunter guild um, but he is not an official bounty hunter so he's looking at this idea of being able to pair up with mando to bring her in
1: her name is ming na wen
0: okay so i I think i was right or maybe i mispronounced it
1: i just just want to double check that we got it in there all
0: right good thank you uh so we get in a sort of exchange um, and they realize, in essence, uh, or Mando decides that because he can keep the entire bounty, which is what uh, is being offered by Taro, that he's going to go ahead and, and do it. Um, so Mando, in essence, says, like, meet me in a half hour, um, you know, bring transportation and mm-hmm. uh, and I'll, you know, I'll help you out, kid. Uh, and so Mando heads back to the bay. Notable Gonk Droid appearance in our Return to the Bay. uh, Thirty-five Gonk Droid, Uh, and then Uh. yeah, and then we (laughs) we have uh, so um, I think there's mixed in there somewhere is uh, is a shot of um, Pelimata um, basically playing um, sabak the card game, uh, with the droids as they're waiting around um and, and in essence baby yoda wakes up and and so she, now she's in essence she offers uh, up
1: a motivator
0: Yeah, she does uh i thought that was interesting uh so <laughs> but so she's in in essence now caring for uh caring for the child um while mando is going to be uh, off somewhere in the dune sea uh they believe um and so when Taro shows up he's got uh I think there's Zephyr series uh, swoop bikes or speeder bikes that we saw Mm -hmm. originally in, uh, in episode three um, on Tatooine uh, uh, ridden by uh, Anakin. And then they're also, they also appear variations of those appear very frequently in uh, the rebel series animated series as well. And uh, there's a quip here. So we start out when we're introduced to this character, he's, he's sitting almost like a cosplayer, Wanting to be Han Solo uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> in Han's in the McClunky booth. Wait, and he's then, the fake it so you make it guy. He's he's 100% the fake it to so you make it guy. So he makes a comment when Mando is just like, you know, not even really acknowledging the bikes uh, that that they're not on Corellia, Han's mm-hmm. home planet. So I thought that was a, an interesting little uh, quip. In essence, that on Corellia, you would have had you would have had a much better selection being that it's a manufacturing and shipbuilding planet. Yeah. And then they head out into the Dune Sea in this sort of uh, Star Wars meets Easy Rider kind of moment. (laughs) Um, uh, Some some really cool footage there in that, and and to see that in a series that is only on a streaming platform again is just something to kind of call back. Now we're getting you know to to an essence uh, after at season or with season one uh, chapter five. We're starting to realize that we're, you know, we're not going to get bad special effects. We're actually going to get like feature quality Star
1: Wars effects. Yeah, we should get the whole thing. Like you really don't feel like you're watching a half hour show. You feel like you're getting a half hour of a movie.
0: Yeah, and this is, and it's really, um, I, I think that's, I, I, I'm, I kind of at times have to remind myself of like, you know, like how cool that little bit is. Mm-hmm. Um, they stop on their, on their passage across the Dune Sea because they see Banthas. Um, I thought there was an, a little interesting aspect about uh, Toro saying like, I hear these are, uh, I hear they're, you know, big trouble from the locals. Uh, and Mando has this amazing quip of, well, if you talk to the Tuscans, they think they're the locals. Um, yeah
1: i love that perspective
0: and it's such a cool little little bit there um and then again me forcing the han solo narrative into this uh the binoculars that toro is using to scope out the banthas are the same style of binocular that han is using on uh, hoth to track down luke when luke is missing nice um and then in essence we get this really awesome uh twist where he's he you know taro's talking crap mr fake it till you make it and he's like well you know they better not mess with us and uh mando says which of well, course why don't you tell them yourself and it turns out they're right they've snuck up right behind him uh and so we as uh, you know us dear listeners on the inside track for the star wars universe we know how uh how the the Tuskins will use they'll stage someone as bait while they're observing and, and sort of swooping around back. Um, we don't get any single file references or anything like that, but we do get you know two Tuskins who are like, "Hey, what's your what's your deal?" Um, this is a cool moment for the Star Wars universe where, as far as all we know, they are they grunt and and in essence they're they're somewhere on the the Wookiee spectrum of of yeah. uh, language to see
1: them communicate. And yes. to break through the language barrier with them, well, to me, was like a Star Wars breakthrough. It's like the moment of an awakenings where like they they start to move around and talk to, to Rob Williams. I was like, oh, look. This is, they, this is amazing. This. Yeah. And the Mandalorian really... knows how to talk back to him. i yeah. have never seen any sort of dog whisper level sort of thing in Star Wars universe where it's like, oh, no, hold on one set. Yeah. I and mean, the closest we have is the way Han Solo is with Chewbacca.
0: Yep. And that and that would be I was gonna say that was a a little, you know, like, and and to me that to that point, um, it's, you know, Mando's the real sort of scoundrel mercenary and and Toro, the gunslinger is very much faking. Um,
1: Oh, for sure. It's very clear that uh, there's one guy who's actually doing the job. Yes. And the other guy's gonna pay him to do the job in his name.
0: Yeah. So he's, he's very much the, the trust fund baby, uh, in this equation. Um, so, uh, his, his binocs that he's apparently, uh, just purchased, uh, end up being their passage across the Dune Sea. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, uh, as they're, as they're looking for, uh, the bounty, they run across a uh, back. and, uh, and the interesting, the interesting aspect was almost like, uh, uh, the teacher to the student moment where he says, there's a Duback. What do you see? Uh, and uh-huh. then and he's like, "Oh, uh, it looks like the rider's still attached." Uh, and so the 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 note here, I should say, I missed a detail. But in order for Toro to feel like Mando wouldn't double cross him and just take the um, take the bounty himself he crushed and smashed the tracking fob, which means that in essence, somehow we don't really understand how uh, he knows the location. And so he's in essence, he's memorized it. And what we see as Mando goes down into to, to uh, inspect this still attached rider on this dewback, uh, when he flips him over, he sees the tracking fob is active, which tells yep. him that Fennec Shand is in the vicinity. Uh, and that's where you get this kind of cool moment. Just to also shout out the fact that at least a lot of us, I know, love the do-back. Uh, and so a do-back, you know, you can't you can't go to the Nebraska of the Star Wars universe and not have a do-back involved.
1: So Yeah, check. well, I loved, as a kid, the do-back was just a standstill. It could have been a cardboard yep. thing in the background. Yep. And then when they re-released the movie when I was a teenager, and they're like, we added special effects. One yeah. of the main special effects they added was they stopped that shot for a second so we could see the do-back kicking around.
0: Yep. And it was like the do back, like, whoa, whoa, yeah, and then the main thing, a, a toy, yeah, oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. The force the, the power of the force toys, yeah, had someone- like this big box do back that you could buy. And you're like, why? But yeah. yes,
0: someone at Kenner retired on that, so um, but yeah, so then we had this moment where, uh, where you know, in essence, Mando's like, oh crap, and he just bolts the other way. It's important in this note, or at least this, or maybe not important, but uh, he has Beskar, uh, Beskar chestplate, but he has a caress. So it's like a, it's a, is what was noted to, by the armorer, which means he has Beskar backplate and a front plate. Um, so he takes a few shots. There's a really notable uh, uh, comment where he says something to the effect of Shand has an MK modified sniper rifle. I did not look up the ballistic details on that, but he says the Beskar held up at this range which i thought was really really interesting for us because we're we're in essence beskar sounds like it's indestructible but we get a little bit of a hint here that that there are some weapons that possibly could could um could penetrate beskar um we also get
1: the reference that the further you are from the shot yeah the less power it has because i know it's the way it is with electricity here on earth but in star wars it was just a laser i had no idea that any yeah. of that mattered and to show that it like it does disintegrate through distance.
0: Yeah. And so there's some ballistic, some some thought around the ballistics from that. But um, I I don't know. I think that's interesting. So so the scenario then is that there's no way that that because Fennec Shand has the higher ground, Reference episode three, uh, that they can't uh they can't pursue her anymore so they basically have to just yeah. kind of like wait her out uh so they go ahead and hatch a plan for after it becomes dark they're going to go ahead and in in essence bum rush her but they're going to bum rush her with flash grenades and they'll alternate flash grenades that will allow them to make uh to make the uh true or in essence traverse the distance between them and her and she won't be able to shoot them because the flash grenades will will blind her from uh, from being able to take the shot. Uh, along the way in between that alternation she manages to shoot out Mando's uh, Mando's bike but our fake it till you make it gunslinger hero Toro Calican manages to make it to her uh, surprises her uh, a fight ensues and it looks like Fennec is going to be able to get the best of Toru, um, but by that time, Mando has made his way there. We get handcuffs. She, uh, so Fennec Shand, um, in essence, uh, asks in this very like sly way about if Mando has ever been to Navarro. And so at this point in the series, we don't know, I don't think we have a name, unless you're a Wikipedia reader, we don't have a name for. Where everything in uh yeah, in one point, two and three it. yeah
1: we had no and, idea until this moment
0: and so when when we get that this is a, in essence our reveal as watchers that that was navarro and she knows a lot of information about what happened in the sin chapter three um and so that i thought was a, a really sort of notable thing um uh, toru says you know i should thank you uh, you're gonna be my ticket into the guild uh and, and then we have this kind of, in essence, three-body problem, if you will. Uh, we have one speeder bike, and we have a bounty and two heroes. How the heck are we going to get them back? So they realize, hey, there's this dewback that we left behind. Uh, one of us will have to go get the back. And uh, Mando ends up doing that, which leaves Toro and Shand together. And in essence... Uh, this, this super awesome scoundrel back and forth that I really enjoyed in this episode of her basically trying to play out this idea of like, hey, I'm... You know, I'm someone who could be on your side. We can take him out. The yeah. the, the value of the best car armor, the value of him as uh, the merit. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. What did Ig? Uh, what was Ig 11s thing? He wanted the merit points, or yeah, uh, the, it was like merit the,
1: credits or something.
0: But, yeah, the no merit reputation. Credits. It
1: was reputation credits. Yes,
0: reputation credits. Sorry, thank you for that. So in essence, you know, there's this sort of nod to the reputation credits of what would it be like to bring him to uh, to the guild, and then in essence, we have this totally, you know, basically not forthright thinking ahead. I'm going to double cross you because he realizes as a result of her getting the best of him, that if he takes those binders off, she's going to kill him. Uh, and then, and then she'll go after Mando. So we end up with Mando coming back <laughs> kind of like, Hey, what happened? He has his due back. Uh, we end up in essence with uh with this oh i'm sorry i I missed i missed an important plot so or he double crosses her in double crossing her he Mm -hmm. shoots her in the abdomen and then leaves her um so uh he in essence has gone back to the spaceport knowing that there's there's likely a likely chance that the asset that the guild is after uh is in the ship and so mando shows up on the dewback uh none the wiser um, of what kind of has transpired other than shand is dead and he seems to kind of know that's probably not good we get uh, in essence a hostage situation uh, in bay 35 where uh Pelimato and the child are being held by uh, kakulkin and mm-hmm. uh, toro has the indecency to point a blaster at baby yoda's head
1: yeah which this by the way is star wars Alien Gonzalez, as far yes. as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, it is. This is just not at all, uh, this is not at all um acceptable. And so we get the sort of deal where Mando's gonna go ahead and and put his, you know, he puts his blaster down and everything else, and then um Pellimato is told to go and cuff him. Um, but what we see um it's a little bit difficult in low light, but it turns out that he still has uh, one more of those flash grenades uh, oh. in his hand. And so he's got that in his hand and he's cuffed that. Um, he uses that as the distraction and then takes out Kukulkin, and, uh, or Kalikan. sorry, I've, I've screwed his name up. Uh, so Toro is is now shot and dead. And there's this brief moment where uh, where the child kind of pieces out uh, and it's not really clear like kind of what happened. Um, and I thought it was kind of interesting. It was almost like a, either, either the blast, like either Toro threw him or he like saw the need to get away from the situation Mm -hmm. and so it was one of those moments of of a nod to the fact that this perhaps 50 year old child knows a little more than what a child would know like that he needs to get out of the way and it's not really clear if the force was involved in that and so uh we get this sort of uh moment of Um, true anti-hero twist where in order for Mando to pay Peli, he takes the credits from Toru (laughs) and Uh hands them over and says, hey, are we even? Uh, And then in essence, we're back on the razor crest, back with a fixed ship on the road trying to find some sort of sanctuary uh, which we know he won't be back to uh, Sorgan in the near future and then we have a cut sequence Uh and there is a mysterious caped figure approaching the body of uh, fennec Shant in the desert if you if you look they bend down and in essence are looking for vitals um Mm -hmm. and we we don't get a good shot at this individual
1: there's a spur noise like an old cowboy there is there's no spurs
0: nope so and we we in essence we know you know the the mandalore uh or the mandalorian is on his way and so we don't know who this individual is. We don't know, um, you know, is Fennec Shand alive or dead? And then what the sequence of this? And we're in essence um, off uh, to the next episode. One last thing: there's uh, the the corpse of Toro. Uh, uh, Pelimado tells the the uh, droids to drag him, uh, drag him out, and throw him in Beggars Canyon. So again, nice. Which reference. is where
1: Luke would. Blast Womp Rats.
0: Where Luke would blast Womp Rats. Um, and then just a, an aside, uh, when Mando leaves to go look for work, Pelly refers to Mando as a Womp Rat. Ah,
1: uh, oh, oh, it's great.
0: So so there you go. Um, that's our episode. And, you know, lots of layers. Uh, we're back on Tatooine. We've got a lot of things going on. Um, there's a lot of, of nostalgia to that. Um, of course the 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 efforts of the production crew are incredibly well Um, they pay off as far as everything they're able to do the cantina looks you know perfect Um, you know all the little details are there the ig88 i
1: want to know how good these maps are because they definitely have maps on how they built and yeah it's kind of amazing because when they built this initially in 1977 they had no idea why somebody would want to rebuild this as well as they do but it is so exact; it's crazy. Yeah.
0: So, so I guess, I guess there, there's some kind of there, there's a there's they don't say this exactly, but um, there's set photography, and uh-huh. it sounds like when they when they're talking in the in the the after show um, behind the scenes sort of deals, and when you watch uh-huh. interviews with ILM and such, they talk about the photos from the set, uh, yeah. and so so I think that's part of it, and then
1: so I did a little set recreation. Yeah. Uh, for a living out here for a couple of years for photo yep. shoots. And we actually got some of those photos for the wizard of Oz and tried to recreate some of those sets from the wizard of Oz and even rented some of the same backdrops and, oh. and set walls from the wizard of Oz and it still wasn't perfect. Oh, that's interesting.
0: So then that's really a, that's really a nod to there's
1: still some patchwork in there. Yeah. yeah no, there, how really well they're doing it. Although I will say the wizard of Oz, was more textured than Star Wars in the yeah. sense that, like, you know, there's a lot more plants and stuff than there are in the bar. I believe yeah. if I was to give them the same set walls and everything, I could put the bar together better than I could the Wizard of Oz uh, Yellow Brick Road. But it's not as well lit. No. And so you're no. just like, no, you have to have figured this out. Like, you must have gotten some really great shots with some house lights up. And, like, they really went to town. Like, I was really, really impressed with being able to go back.
0: So, so I would say now, granted, I don't know, I don't know enough about the Wizard of Oz, um, the Wizard of Oz lore and things like that. But what, I, what sure. I would say is one of the things that is distinctive about the Star Wars universe and about Lucasfilm in general, is that they do have a lot of sort of on staff individuals And so like individuals like people Some of the fans may know like Pablo Pablo Hidalgo Is, is one of the authors that will do The visual like the visual mm-hmm. um, Guides to all these different things Right and so you know Some of how why fans know Little bits and pieces is because they Appeared in one of these visual guides um, There's the the artwork of Ralph McQuarrie and so you there's see There's exactly that there's some of those yeah. house guys
1: And also because Lucas owns some of this stuff He might still have some of this stuff really yeah. untouched and unseen and undone as opposed to the wizard of oz that's owned by mgm i think at the time and so they would continue to rent out those things for other productions
0: yeah. And so like I played the the Star Wars, um, I think it was called Star Wars Galaxies. Um, hopefully I'm right about that. But there was an MMORPG and, and you would go to, you know, like you would go to all these places. So there were actually like, in essence, kind of like maps and recreations. And so I would I would imagine the combination between having the staff that are doing um sort of the historical capture of the information, mm-hmm. having to do the video games and things along those lines, and then having the visual guides as a whole. Then brings that to the forefront. But yeah, you know
1: which makes this level of detail possible. And that's to- what I'm getting. Totally. At, is yeah. how like this the perfect storm was created to recreate the perfect storm. Yeah. And that is truly amazing. We gotta watch that play out. Andy, what do you give this episode?
0: I give this a, I give this a nine out of ten. I really enjoyed this episode. Oh,
1: yeah. Nice. Um, I go back and forth on it so much. Like originally I was like, this is like an eight, and then I'm like wait maybe this is a 10 and you're like wait but is it a nine because i should i should i reserve 10 for those chapter sevens and eights of the world yeah um but i'm gonna go with nine i'm going nine yeah sweet but it's like i even feel it's weird that i feel bad about giving it a nine because you're like what more could this episode have done it is a great episode and it's very watchable
0: it's 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 a super awesome one and and you could see, or I guess, for re- reason I would give it a nine is that you, you could see how this would almost be uh, a tail and of it, a tail in and of itself. Of course, um, yes, yeah, so I'll
1: and, give this a nine out of ten uh, carbon scores.
0: Yes, I, uh, <laughs> um, I would give it a nine out of ten uh, EV droids. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, uh, you know they're they're really versatile.
1: <laughs> how great would it be if the EV droid was like, no droids in here, and you're like, you're a droid, <laughs> He's like we have uh, policies
0: yeah it's a uh, it definitely uh definitely would be uh that's a oh, good star oh, oh. wars joke. You, you know one of the things we didn't uh we the so um so i would be remiss if i didn't mention that so uh we were talking about the cantina mm-hmm. and I, I almost wish i could pluck this back into our conversation about the cantina but um we were talking about the cantina, and and so one of the things for me that made the cantina not feel because you talked about the layering and the lighting, the one of the uh-huh. things that made me double take on the cantina was because the cantina wasn't as populated as it was in New Hope. But for sure, we get we get the foreshadowing of it not that not being the case because of the empty Yeah, the streets. town
1: has definitely had something.
0: Yeah, like, but then s- something's going on, right? And and we is don't is it oppression?
1: Yeah, or maybe it was just completely. Not this depression, the wrong word, if it's never going to come up again.
0: Totally. Totally. And so, but the, the one thing we didn't talk about and, and you mentioned um, Pelly uh, betting a motivator uh, mm-hmm. in that Sabac game, there's an appearance of R five in the cantina. Oh, that's right. Uh, he's going through it. Yeah. Yeah. He's in that little bit there. And then we have, we don't, which have, by the way like, is where
1: you find a lot of people without their motivators.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah at the bar. <laughs> And then we have a, a different cast of aliens that I think are it, is it just at least notable, right? We have some incredibly large ant alien uh, that's at mm-hmm. the bar. Um, we have an amphibious frog that's at the bar and
1: looks a lot and, like our frog lady.
0: Yes, looks a lot like the frog lady. Um, and uh, and so so I thought that was just like. They they still had a cast of sort of aliens there. Uh, it just mm-hmm. wasn't as as numerous, you know.
1: Yeah, they wanted to make sure it was as colorful but not as plentiful. Yes, for sure. But yeah, no, like it was totally and they did a great job with that as well. Awesome. Um Andy, is this the way? It appears to be. Oh, old classic. <laughs> <laughs>